Hey, welcome to What's the Plot? This is Sean. This is Mandy. And we're back with episode nine of we the are. pod. Yep. How are you doing? I'm well. How about yourself? I am good. I'm excited. We got some sunlight. Mm-hmm. Um, we went outside today. Went outside today. It's nice. Nice. Uh, went for a nice little three-hour drive, maybe, whatever. Uh-huh. Got some stuff done. Yep. Did a little necessity shopping. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Y'all be safe out there. Everybody's like buying up all the soap and hand sanitizer and sanitizing wipes, which y'all should have been clean before, but whatever. Yeah. Instead of getting Coronas, mm-hmm. everybody's getting the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So make sure you wash your hands. Uh, thoroughly. Into, thoroughly. Under into, your nails, everything. Or just cut your nails for now. Um, don't bite your nails because you shouldn't be putting your hands by your mouth or your mm-hmm. eyes or any mucous membrane mm-hmm. or whatever. But this is also flu season, flu and pneumonia, which is. Very true. A lot of people die from as well, so you should be washing your hands and everything anyway. So right. don't cough on people. Of course, they should have told you this when you were younger. Cough into your arm. Don't mm-hmm. cough on people. Wash your hands after touching doors and door rails and all that other stuff. And take your vitamin C, take your vitamin D, yes. take your multivitamins, drink plenty of water. Yes. So um, I'll hand it to you. Okay. What, what have you been watching? Ooh, let me give you my list. I know that I haven't been kind of out of the loop a little bit. You've been pretty busy. Stuff. I, yeah. I try to not claim myself as being busy, but. You were. Um. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I was watching Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago PD. We watched the previous episode, not the newest one. Yeah. Uh, I have been getting into Big Little Lies on HBO. Okay. I'm liking it. Um, we watched a little bit of Young Justice and Avengers and Symbol. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, what about yourself? Uh, I pick it up from Avengers Assemble. I mm-hmm. kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that you usually find in good cartoons. Thank you. Shout out to that uh, Scooby-Doo that we found, like, maybe, like, four. It's actually know. still on there. It was a pretty good uh That whole series setup. was good. That series was really good. I was working at the packing company or whatever at that mm-hmm. time, and I was so excited to hurry up and get home, get in the shower, and watch it. But that's that was story. a fun summer. That was a really good summer. It was. Uh, I was so mad when it ended. But um, I have to catch up on The Good Doctor. I'm like an episode or two behind on that on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to catch up on Chicago PD. Life After Lockup. Life After Lockup. I have to watch last week's episode. They've been acting a fool on there. Yeah, and I got to watch it. And we've been watching it together. So I don't mm-hmm. want to sneak and watch it without you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a few more things I want to get to. I've just started watching uh, How to Get Away with Murder. I'm like on episode five yeah, of season yeah. one. Okay. And it's pretty it's pretty all right so mm-hmm. far. But I'm I'm one of those people that like to wait. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fake at first. but these Oh, are, you mean the cases the, and the, stuff? The even, yeah, I thought it was like mock cases. But like this is real deal Holyfield. So. Yeah. Um, and I just want to like get back into some stuff to watch some stuff uh curb, cur- curb your enthusiasm stuff like that some stuff that make me laugh i feel like lately i've been too serious but life after mm-hmm. lockup is comedy in itself so it's very hilarious yeah. although there are some stories that on there i told you like tracy and clint yeah that's very very serious um yeah. everybody's story is serious but theirs is like very very serious yes yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy but yeah yeah and i i got into big little lies i'm enjoying it it's a it's a bit different from shows that i normally watch because you know i'm normally not into like i wouldn't even call it a crime show it's a drama but you know I'm, i normally kind of steer away from shows like that but i'm actually enjoying the show yeah I, so it's mystery to it and i like it 
when you mentioned it, I thought it was like I heard the word lies, and I instantly thought of Pretty, Pretty Little, little liars. liars. And I was like, <laughs> are these grown women? Pretty Little Liars, but it's structured very well though, and uh, I think it's only seven episodes per season, so very yeah. short, which I like. HBO and uh, like Showtime and like those type of companies, they're very good to keep it short and sweet. Yeah, short and good. sweet. It make you come back. Mm-hmm. It's not like oversaturating. I mean. And I think that what network TV pays more, mm-hmm. especially like on the back end residual or whatever, yeah. versus like a HBO or Showtime, like the yeah. premium channels. So, so basically yeah. it's uh, quality over quantity. Yes, but it's also uh, a little money over a lot of money. That too. Yeah. I mean, they probably have big budgets to spend to pay, but the mm-hmm. playback value is much because, you know, mm-hmm. prime time and replay value and all that stuff. You know, and then you don't want to drag something out for too long. That's true. It doesn't have to be. That's very true. So you keep it short and sweet. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, do you have anything in news and rumors? I do. All right. I have so. three things in news and rumor. Okay, let's hit okay, it. Okay, first up, uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, will possibly have a prequel on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it'll be starring Josh Gad and Luke Evans as Gaston and LeFou. Okay. <laughs> um, so, here's the thing that I kind of turned my eyes up because we didn't finish Once Upon a Time. Mm. Apparently, they played Gaston and LeFou on Once Upon a Time. Okay. So maybe we just have, I'm assuming we haven't made it that far, of course. Or probably didn't pay him no attention. <laughs> I don't think we made it that far because I saw a picture of him and I don't oh. think we saw that. Okay. Um, so it's supposed to be uh, six episodes. It's going to be a musical series, which, of course. Okay. Quick, 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 quick question. Yes. Don't mean to interrupt you. Is mm-hmm. it live action? Yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I should have put that in there. Um, and then it's supposed to be, obviously, it's a prequel, so it'll be based on events before the movie. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, maybe we need to finish once upon a time. Maybe we do, because <laughs> it sounds like it'll help. Yeah. yeah. Um, so also, uh, Netflix is developing a, a new live action series of Avatar The Last Airbender, which mm. I'm excited about because I didn't hate the movie, but you know, there was. I got to a point sometimes where I was like hate watching it because I hated <laughs> one of the characters on there or yeah. one of the girls that portrayed one of the characters. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say anything because I don't know if people are going to go back and watch it, but it's been a long time. It came out when I was in college. So um, I'm excited to see what this one's about. Now, I did watch a little bit of the cartoon. I feel like I need to watch it fully. I love the cartoon. Mm-hmm. The cartoon was really good. Yeah. I watched it all the time. Um, so... I'm in, I'm confused because I think it said production was supposed to start in 2020, but it's listed on Netflix under the year 2020. I added it to my list, but I'm assuming it probably won't come out to maybe next year if they yeah. haven't started production. You never know. Um, so there have not been any cast members announced as of yet. They said they haven't been assigned, but maybe they just haven't been announced. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's the executive producers, I think, from the original like cartoon and stuff like that. Okay, cool. So they had a quote, um, and don't chop my head off because I didn't say it. And also, go and double check this because I don't know how true this is. Um, and I got this from what's on Netflix.com. <laughs> <laughs> it says, We're thrilled for the opportunity to helm this live action adaptation of Avatar The Last Airbender. We can't wait to realize Aang's world as cinematically as we always imagined it to be and with a culturally appropriate non whitewashed cast. So that was a thing, like, when the movie came out, though, they felt like it was kind of whitewashed. So Okay. And I, I've never seen the movie. Yes, you have. What it just wasn't it? that good for you to remember. That's okay. what it was. Yeah. Directed by so. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Shyamalan? What's that thing? Like, Shyamalan? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
it's a skit somewhere. Somebody do that. Also, uh, the trailer for Candyman dropped. Yay. Nice. Um, dropped on February 27th. So it is going to be directed by Nia DaCosta. Uh, but it's going to be through Jordan Peele's uh, production company, uh, Monkey Paw Productions. I think he's also writing it, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so they described it uh, as a spiritual sequel. So it's going to be a spiritual sequel to the original 1992 movie. Don't ask me what that means because I don't know. Okay, then. Um, I've seen it. <laughs> you say what? I've seen it. You know, you, you're talking about Candyman, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> um, it's going to focus on some topics such as gentrification in the movie. Um, it's based in Chicago. If nobody has ever seen the movie, mm-hmm. uh, Cabrini Green. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's some conflicting information. So I see I have one here that is going to be released June 12th of uh, this year, of course. Okay. But somebody had the date is June 20th. So I'm sometime in June. It's supposed to come out. Okay. Um, but I saw more articles saying June 12th. Um, and then there are going to be some returning actors for the film. So Tony Todd, who played the original Candyman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just voice act- voice acting or what it's going to be. Mm. I'm not sure. Um, and then Vanessa Williams, not the singer Vanessa Williams. There's two actresses named Vanessa Williams. The one Williams. from the Soulful sequel? I mean, Soulful, yes. yeah. Uh, who played the baby's mother in the movie. Okay. So uh, her son has obviously grown up in this movie, too. Okay. So he's he's going to be in this movie, and she's still going to be playing his mother, basically. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, I never fully made it through the first movie because I am scary. But for those of you who like to scare the shit out of yourselves, go right on ahead and see it. I was always intrigued by the movie because I grew up part of my life in Chicago. And the way that those apartments were made, it's a Cambrina Green, but I'm not from Cambrina Green. <laughs> I'm from uh, Adams Park. And it's like an area called The Village in Chicago. Now, who but thought you were from Cabrini Green? The owl over there. <laughs> but... Um, the way the apartments are made, the mirrors, you can pull the mirror out mm-hmm. and then push the other mirror in and go to the other apartment. So when I seen that on the movie, I was like, oh, oh snaps. Yeah. So I was always fascinated when I would go home and, like, pull on our mirror. You was we, one of them people. But we had neighbors. You was one of them people. But I was a... Standing in the mirror, saying Candyman. I said it. I said it a few times. It if was, y'all want Candyman to scare the hell out of you, stand in the mirror and say Candyman three times. He was a former I sniper. I thought it was five times. I thought it was three. I thought it was Bloody Mary. Either way, I'm not standing in the mirror saying anything. Bloody Candyman. <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, <laughs> dang, I lost my train of thought. What did I just say? Oh, standing in the mirror? No, it was something else I said. Hmm. I don't remember. I don't either. Whatever. Go ahead. Oh, that's it. That's all. Oh. For a news and rumor. Oh, well, tied out. There we go. All right. So, guys, this week... We are going to be getting into the HBO series, mm-hmm. docu-series, excuse me, mm-hmm. Mick Millions. Mm-hmm. And if you want to say it another way, you can call it Mac Millions. It's Mick Millions. However you want to say it. <laughs> and it's the whole, it's this whole, what is it? Well, I'll read the synopsis, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Let me get my reader's voice ready. Go ahead. <clears throat> The dramatic, synops- make it dramatic. The synopsis is this, guys. Ready for one of the most bizarre true crime sagas ever revealed? Ooh, I like this. Go ahead. It's all in a six-part documentary series that details the true story of how $24 million was stolen from the McDonald's Monopoly game during the 1990s. Mm-hmm. The mystery mastermind behind the scam and the intrepid FBI agents on his trail. 
Bam. Okay. That makes me interested. All right. You should do dramatic reads more. I should. Hey, if you're listening and you know somebody <laughs> that knows somebody, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> put that money in my pocket. <laughs> but we're going to talk about the first two episodes. Uh-huh. And I know if you listen prior episodes, we talk about The Witcher. We're not going to go into detail. We're just going to pretty much go over it and just mm-hmm. have a little, little talk about it. And if you have any questions or any input, please email us at what is the plot at gmail.com mm-hmm. you ready to get into that i am all right let's go all right so episode one i'm going to read the description for episode one uh an anonymous tip to the fbi agent doug matthews speaks of a con surrounding the much beloved mcdonald's monopoly game and its mysterious mastermind a man going by the moniker of uncle jerry mm. okay so in this episode of course it starts out talking about the case itself so mm-hmm. It starts off with a guy, Doug Matthews, who is very animated. Um, very much so. And he's talking about how he saw this post-it note. He was bored with whatever job he was working on. He saw this post-it note on his partner's uh, desk. Right. I don't he know if a, he was his partner or her superior. He was a he was a guy. He he was new. Yeah, and Doug the, was new. And the guy, something, Dent, I forgot his name or something like that. Yeah, he had been there for quite some Rick time. Rick Dent, I believe that's his name. Okay, okay. And he was more so like stick to the books, follow the guidelines. No, I think he was just pretty straightforward in what he was doing. And I think he was working on something that he felt was more important, and he had this Like insurance fraud? It, it, I think that was yeah. a lot of the stuff they worked on. Yeah. Um, but this guy had a good reputation. Apparently, he did his job very well. Yeah. Um, so he saw this post-it note on the guy Rick's desk, um, and then he basically asked, he's like, can I have that? Because Doug was bored with whatever he was working on. Yeah. Um, and so he went ahead and called this number, um, and the person basically like left him a tip saying like, "Hey, somebody's running a game basically with this whole monopoly thing." Yeah. Um, and so, of course, Doug followed up on the case and everything, and so he felt like the case was legitimate. And that's kind of like where it starts. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, this episode also gives background on some of the agents involved in the case, including uh, Doug Matthews, and then they asked to interview uh, Rick, and Rick just flat out told them no. Yeah. <laughs> Rick is straight. Rick is a yes or no guy. Yeah, I need to be more like Rick about something. Else. I like it. Um, we also learned about Simon Marketing, who they basically came up with the idea for the Monopoly game, right? Yeah, they helped come up with like the Happy Meal, like all that and, stuff, and yeah. all this other stuff for McDonald's. Yeah. Um, and then in this inter- this interview in this episode, they show the process that they went through with one of the winners, who is Michael Hoover. Um, <laughs> so basically, like he agrees to do an interview. About like how he won. They had the names of the three people who won, found a connection between these three people, found out they were all family members. Yeah. In one way or another. Yeah. Just had different last names. So Michael was one of the more current winners. Um, so they went ahead and interviewed him, asked him how he won, all this other stuff, mm-hmm. his process, where'd he get his stuff from. Um, and then after they left him with him, of course his phones were tapped at this at that point. So then he calls this guy who I guess he was connected with and he starts telling him like, oh, they bought the story and nah, 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 nah. he's bragging basically uh, about how he got away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the story just kind of builds on from there. So, yeah, man, the fans so, been taking pictures. What did you think about it so far? So far from this episode, mm-hmm. uh, I was just really like, uh, because it's really not character reading, but I was really reading their characters because mm-hmm. this is actual something that happened. Yeah. I think you pointed out Doug seems like a a really uh, animated. I like Doug, though. 
goofy, mm-hmm. over the top guy mm-hmm. who will not stop playing. But I guess that's a good thing to have in the office, mm-hmm. even though you some days you might not want it. But he's yeah. kind of the relief. But he's very uh, headstrong mm-hmm. and following those stories and being very involved in what he's want to do mm-hmm. i think it's pretty cool i think it's like one of, i think one of them describes him basically like he kind of thinks outside the box a little bit yeah and you need that type and of you stuff. see that in this this episode where he's like hey let me go as an undercover agent he's like i get to be an undercover agent without having to go through all the bs that everybody else had to go through i think the best part of this is it lets you it shows me like like when they be like kids have the best imagination mm-hmm. he has a piece of that mm-hmm. in this work environment mm-hmm. which helps him think outside the box yeah and they said that he actually probably would be a good undercover agent because he's so animated the way that he is. But he's like, I don't think he really wants to do that because he only did it this one time from what I, right. I heard. And that was way back. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay. So moving on to like this guy's story. So I wonder if, okay, so we don't know exactly how yet this guy came across this piece of this Monopoly game. Mm-hmm. First of all, I didn't even know there was a map for the Monopoly game. I think you have to go into the actual store and mm-hmm. ask for one, or there's something like on a wall mm-hmm. that you can pull out. Yeah. Okay. But um, the thing that kind of irritates me when it comes to stuff like this mm-hmm. is I get really tired of people trying to take the shortcut all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you think about just i'm not even talking about the episode period i'm talking about the mm-hmm. idea of it mm-hmm. how they were able to finesse these yeah. millions of dollars to let you know how smart people can be if they take their time and actually put their mind to something yeah yeah versus scamming but yeah yeah and then they're getting this stuff from whoever this guy is named uncle jerry <laughs> um who of course we'll learn about later on but yeah basically it's like a network of i don't know how many people i wonder how many people were involved in this yeah there's a network of people who are finding ways to get people these pieces for however many amounts of money so tens of thousands yeah i think they more so focus on the million dollar winners for some reason i think they the curveball was like tens of thousands okay and then a couple hundred uh, thousands in there but yeah. it's more so the millions i guess it all accumulate it all accumulates you know yeah so um yeah. but i don't know um i had a thought and i lost it oh so this guy i don't know how people are so comfortable especially like when you know you've done something that you shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess it's to keep up the facade or whatever. Yeah. But you're on camera. You're allowing these people in your house to like film all this stuff to tell these lies. Now, me personally, I would be very uncomfortable with that. Yeah. I don't know if I would be so. But you know what? Sometimes people are also attention seeking. So they dig themselves in a hole. Yeah. But I don't know that I would be that comfortable to just be like, I know I lied about how I got this money, but I'm going to still do this interview. I'm going to take them to these spots and tell them this this story that didn't actually happen and things of that nature. And then for you to be stupid enough. <laughs> I mean, if you, Go ahead. not to be that way. If you grew up in the hood, especially if you committed crimes, a lot of times you don't talk about stuff over the phone. Right. So for him to call so the guy basically right after. He was too eager. And was like, yeah, we got this. We did this. Mm-hmm. 
you kind of set yourself up for failure. Yeah. And then you should be careful anyway because you don't know if your phones are tapped for any reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like uh, when it's something like that, if you really need to talk about it, you can say, Mimi, here, I got something I need to tell you or something like that. Yeah. But I guess that he felt that he was so far removed from it because I don't know the statute of limitations on it, but he felt like he was so far removed from it mm-hmm. that he could go on the phone and brag. Or maybe he just didn't give a damn and he was like, I'm, I got away with these, they some fools. Yeah. But the person who laughs, 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 laughs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So what did you think about the way that it's like filmed? Uh, I don't have no problem with it. I actually like it. It it keeps me interested. Well, the thing is, you catch me at any time, any part of the night, I'll fall asleep on anything. So, uh-huh. but the way it's filmed, I like it. I mean, the editing is done pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like boring. It's not like long drawn out pieces. You're mm-hmm. getting everybody's part. Mm-hmm. They're not holding nothing up. It's not uh, stretched out for no excessive amount yeah. of time yeah. to get more or more episodes. They kind of got it. right into it. It was straight forward. But I, I like that there is, you know, a lot of the times when there's documentaries like this, there's the eerie music and things like yeah. that. I like that there's a humor aspect to this yeah. kind of. Doug brings a lot of uh, ease to it. Yeah. It's, it's actually kind of I, funny. He, he does it a lot, but I think also the way that everybody else is kind of in this whole mm-hmm. little thing is of course you're probably going to have moments where it's like wow or you know that's crazy or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. but i like that it's not this eerie so far anywhere it's not this eerie docu-series yeah and it's like you can be intrigued but you can still get laughs at the same time yeah so i do like that about and it and it's not creeping you out yeah and make you you know what um what else i was thinking um so with the Simon marketing, mm-hmm. I know, of course, McDonald's has a lot of money and a lot of power or whatever. I yeah. wonder how they worked that out with, is it Hasbro? Oh. Hasbro Games? Is it? I don't know. Who Mar- did Monopoly? Oh, that owns it? Yeah. I believe so. I wonder how they worked that out. Is it Hasbro or? What's the little guy's name? I know you're not talking about the Monopoly. Isn't the- it named? I thought it was named after one of them. Oh, the Monopoly guy? Maybe it's not Hasbro. I need to look this up. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Hasbro or... But Hasbro owns a lot of stuff, so it might be Hasbro. I don't know. I, I thought you were talking about the actual character. No. The little man, money man dude with the cane and the little tuxedo thing on him. It is. It's Hasbro. Okay. Hasbro owns a lot. Yeah. Um, I wonder how they worked that out with mcdonald's to do that because did they also do a maybe they were just saying this like when they were thinking about uh strategies of like what to call the operation but did they also do a who wants to be a millionaire one yeah they said they had did that that's crazy uh i'm I'm sure it's just licensing as far as that goes i mean and i'm sure like mcdonald's obviously has the money to pay for that but yeah i just wonder how they pitched that to be like okay we're gonna use and I wonder, like, what they got from that, Hasbro. Oh, ain't no telling. Ain't no telling. Uh, that's, that's crazy. Because I don't know if it'll be a one-off. Yeah. Big payment. You know what I'm saying? I'm assuming they wouldn't do that. The only reason why I say this is because you never know how much money you can make from it. So it probably would, would be a contractual thing. to. I mean, you, they could do it that way, to where they maybe get a percentage of each sale. That would be smart. But it makes sense to do more of a... 
either like the quarterly payments within that or like one big payment each quarter, if that makes sense. Or yeah, so like they're an investor in it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like, hey, we'll let you license this nationwide or universally. Oh, I'm sure they probably didn't do a lump sum. It's either they probably did like a percentage of each sale or it's like you're saying. Well, I mean, even if they do a percentage of each sale, they can still get their money quarterly. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the like basic terms of like licensing will still like take effect with this too. Yeah. You know oh, you mean like with the docuseries? Yeah, no, I'm talking about oh. like uh, with the whole who wants to be a millionaire uh, mm-hmm. monopoly thing. Yeah, is it, who wants to be a millionaire still on? Uh, I think it is. I'm not is sure. It? For some reason, I feel like it is. I was in a barbershop the other day it was on, and I don't know if they're playing. Is Cedric the entertainer, the host on there? Ain't no telling. Nah, Terry Crews on there for a second. They might pick know. one of us to do it next. I don't know who's on there. I would do it. I'd do it. You want to <laughs> use a lifeline? <laughs> so then the question becomes, uh, why would, okay, so... The guy who is giving out these pieces, mm-hmm. why is he doing it outside of the money aspect? I don't know. I mean, it sounds like an easy lick if you ask me. I mean, it's money yeah. still. That's still a money answer. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times people do things because of proximity. He probably knew somebody. Well, well I wonder like what his thought process was to just start doing this. It probably wasn't a thought process. It, it had to be because you had to figure out how to do all this. I feel like it was presented to him and it worked once. Mm-hmm. Then it worked twice. And mm-hmm. he said, you know what? Let's do it like this because mm-hmm. it kept working. I just wonder. Uh. I don't know, because it's just like... Money is the motivation. That isn't something that you could just... And we'll learn in episode two, this isn't something you can just walk in there and just take out. No. No. Which makes a lot of sense, because there's a lot of stuff on the table. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's just crazy how somebody is just like... He had to like... Maybe it wasn't his initial thought, Mm -hmm. but... He had to, like, figure something out in order to do this. Oh, he figured it out. So they basically, like, by the end of the episode, they link it to somebody who is the head of security at Simon Marketing. Right. We don't know very much about this guy as of yet, but they link it. His name is Jerome. Yeah. His real name's Jerome. A.K.A. Jerry. But they call him Jerry. Yeah. Um, Which was crazy because... Initially, obviously, like in the episode, they were talking about how they reached out to head of global security at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to keep this information limited because they didn't know if it was somebody in the company. Right. McDonald's company. Yeah. yeah. So they were telling them all this information. They were briefing them and things of that nature. And then, of course, we learned about Simon Marketing and all of this, too. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the episode, we figure out, well, they, they find out there's a guy. They're not sure if. It's this guy that's the head of security at Simon Marketing. Right. Who we'll learn more about, obviously, in the second episode, too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a major risk to take. It's a big risk to take. Uh, and then you have people at McDonald's who are like, it could be this person. It could be this person. Like, you have all this stuff in your head. And it's kind of scary because you guys are kind of looking at each other on the daily like, well, is it you? Yeah, it's like that. It's like the guy that was working at the bank or whatever, or whatever. He was like scheming money. What guy? It was like uh, 
I don't know if you guys like the donkey of the day. But, oh, I did. That dummy. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's the proximity. It's the proximity versus people taking their job serious, doing their job, going home, or even getting away with it once or twice. Yeah. They like, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just, okay, so you're working with this billion-dollar company. Is it a trillion-dollar company? Is McDonald's a trillion-dollar company? I think McDonald's is a billion-dollar company. The dude from the head of uh, security said they have, like, 37,000 restaurants yes. in over worldwide. worldwide. Um, so, it takes a while to get to a billion, so I'm sure it takes a while to get to a trillion. But when you making them burgers, yeah, and that cheese flying, <laughs> yeah. But you might, you, you might be right. So, mm, I, I mean, know. I like that we got to learn a little bit of history behind like how they come up with this stuff. Yeah. So the, especially the whole thing with like the Happy Meal and stuff. Happy Meals were very, very big, of yeah. course. They still are in a sense. Um, but they were very, very big back mm-hmm. then. So to come up with like. These different, even like to come up with the ideas to work with Disney. They had mugs and stuff. You remember all that? Man, I'm still trying to collect those mugs. Hey, yeah. if you got any mugs, go to uh, what is the plot <laughs> at gmail.com and send me that link. <laughs> they probably don't know what mugs you're talking about. Oh, man. My cousin had like at least four or five of them. Were they like frosted mugs? Uh, in sense? They were clear with the characters on them. Yeah. So they had, it had like what, Mickey Mouse and stuff? Mickey on Mouse, it? I think some Milan. Am I tripping? Yeah. Milan and all that. So, and then to, I mean, even still to this day, they have all these things going on with these characters for these movies and things like that, which of course it doesn't just benefit McDonald's, it benefits these other companies too. Mm-hmm. So, especially now. It's like a 50-50 kind of thing. But it's just crazy how they... I wonder how that contract looks. Which contract? Between Simon? Between them and whoever. Them, mean, and, them and Disney, because they do it with Disney. Licensing. I know, but And with I just, that, they probably do get a percentage of the sales. I just want to know what it looks like. Juicy. <laughs> Big money talk. I just want to know, because that's... I mean, if you really sit back and think about it, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. That's a lot of appeal too, because you got to think about the, the uh, the overall like background of Disney, mm-hmm. the appeal, yeah. the audience is, yeah. the age limit is ridiculous. I'm mm-hmm. sure Disney's age limit is probably seventy plus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It probably higher than that, from zero to seventy plus. And then McDonald's kids love McDonald's, yeah. Happy Meals, Chicken Nugget, yeah, all that good stuff. So, Why did you just sing Chicken Nugget? Chicken Nugget. <laughs> So when the guy was telling his story about how he got this piece, right? So he said he had this People magazine. Did he say it floated in the water or something? Some something crap. dramatic. It was some crap. <laughs> and so he went to the the place and bought another magazine, and voila, the piece was in there. Mm-hmm. So watching him, could you tell he was lying? Yeah. And I could tell the Hoover guy because when he was talking, he blinked like a hundred times. That's what like, I'm talking about. Yeah, he yeah. He, he blinked a hundred times. Yeah, like, doing like yeah. I was. I'm like this dude is lying. Yeah. Some people blink a lot. Some people move a lot. Some people fidget a lot. But when you see, you catch what it is. You mm-hmm. know they lying. And he blinked. Yeah. I'm like, boy, your eyes are lubricated enough. Yeah. So yeah. I just that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know that I would feel that comfortable having to formulate a story like that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. On the fly. Or maybe somebody told him. But I, I feel like he made that up on his own. That's why I didn't understand some of the stuff moving forward that we're not going to talk about now. But mm-hmm. I didn't understand some of that stuff. But I definitely would not 
be I, if I was that dude Hoover, I wouldn't have did an interview. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's keeping up the facade though, because then they might speculate something if you turning everything down. But everybody doesn't want that camera time. You see, that's the that's the thing that 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 drives uh, people like up a wall because people like attention so much that if it's in somebody else that sees somebody like, like that may like a little bit of attention, mm-hmm. they'd be like, why don't you want the attention to tell your story or how you doing? It's like, I got yeah. my money. I'm yeah. moving on. Leave me alone. <laughs> like the guy at the beach who snatched his check for no reason. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. why did you do it? He's like, bro, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. So what do you think about Doug's tactics? I like, like him just kind of like thinking, but it's also dangerous. It's dangerous, but he knew what he was signing up when he signed up for that job that he had. Did he? Because he's never been an undercover agent before. So he technically didn't know what he was signing up for. Now, he knew that there were parameters in place that he should probably follow. Yeah. But he's never been out in the field to that capacity before. So you have to think about the fact that he also has this lady from uh, McDonald's with him. Mm-hmm. And are we talking? This is in the first episode, right? Uh, yeah, they talk. They they okay. glance over both this in both. I feel episodes like they got much. right to the action. Yeah, so, they got straight to it though. Um, he has this lady from McDonald's with him, and you know these other people that are with him, although they're agents. But it's just like you got to be careful. You can't maneuver like that because it's like they were saying, anything can happen, and you can't go in there armed because if you go in there and you sit down, your pants leg raise up, and they see a gun strapped to your ankle, you'll be like, well, what the hell is that for? Right. And he could he could think that somebody's trying to rob him or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Very so, true. Yeah, that's true. While it got results in the end, it still was very dangerous. But I think that he knew that as some that it was something that he was doing that wasn't safe. I don't know because he he was just running with it. Doug might got he might got some hands, man. You never know. I mean, he chased the guy down, but that doesn't mean anything. Hey. Also, what do you think about the part where he came in in a gold suit? I thought it was pretty fly because, <laughs> you know, I had the chopper suit before. If you don't know about the chopper suit, YouTube chopper suit. I had a chopper suit and I was in the projects sliding on Vaseline, baby. I was so smooth. Sliding on Vaseline. I was smooth. I was hood smooth. That's why I say Vaseline. Mm-hmm. I came through with the chopper suit like a piece of aluminum foil on them foes. <laughs> okay. So judging by what we've seen in this first episode, who do we think left the tip? I think one of the people snitched Somebody close to him? Yeah. And I got my ideas of who it is, but we'll talk about that later. If I, I don't, you know, the crazy thing is we may not ever know who left that tip, though. I think we, I think they're going to get to it. You think they will? I think they're going to get to it. And if they don't, I already know who I think is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of who might have left that tip. I mean, have you seen the in-law, the sister-in-law? That doesn't like she looks like she's tired. She's not to the second episode though. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying though. I don't think it's her. No, they in the first episode. No, they're not. They not. No, that's why I told you it's been moving. They they move real quick. Yeah, it's not. That's not till second episode. Um, At least that I can remember. Um, Who do I think left it to? Hmm. You know, we haven't heard very much about this Holt guy. The who? Holt. Who the hell is Holt? That's the guy who the guy Hoover called when he got off. Mm. You might be right. Yeah. But I still think I know who it is. You might be right. But I'm just I just thought about that. So far, we haven't heard very much from him or about him. Because the person that I'm thinking looks like they want more attention than what they actually get. Mm. If that makes sense. 
Yeah. I mean, what if Jerry called and snitched on himself? Nah. <laughs> I'm making that moolah sitting back at the crib. Yeah. All. I don't know about that. Or maybe it was his partner in crime, whoever he's working with. You know what? It's so many people part of this puzzle. You don't you know. You don't know? You don't know. You don't know. McMill is on HBO. So what do we think about the people that are interviewed in this this episode? So obviously the agents and everything are interviewed in this episode. This guy Hoover is interviewed. Um, are there any family and friends interviewed in this one? Not the first episode. Not the no. first episode. Okay. So I think they did a pretty good job, these guys, of mapping out how things were going down. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously like Doug and then you have the guy who was the fake lighting guy and Yeah, it's pretty that's, that's like pretty funny. <laughs> um, we have the lady from McDonald's who mm-hmm. she was very, very uh she's very much so needed in this entire process. She had yeah. connections to all of the winners. She kept all the information and everything, so she was very much so needed. Yeah. Um which could have been dangerous for her too. Very dangerous for her because yeah. if it if it pops off, yeah, it, it, she could get hit too with yeah. a hand or with the, whatever. Um, and then uh, what was that? who else was interviewed? I mean, I think it was pretty much like agents and stuff interviewed in this. Yeah. And the the intriguing thing about this too is that office that they were working out of. Everybody was like, "That's kind of the place that you go when it's like your career is getting ready to fall off." Basically. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then they were the ones that picked up this 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 case so mm-hmm. i guess it was good for them too as well so yeah. cool do you want to go ahead and move on to episode two uh we can okay yeah so we get into that all right so i'm gonna read the descriptions for episode two so it says hoping to unmask uh uncle jerry the fbi investigates two prominent figures they believe are connected to the same Agent Matthews and McDonald's employee Amy Murray pay a visit to a prior winner who sweats and mumbles as their cameras roll Okay, so <laughs> this the sweating guy. I don't know his name though. Yeah, I forgot. His but name we'll 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 get to him at the end. Yeah. So, um, in this episode, we learn about both of the Jerry's. So, uh, the Uncle Jerry, and then later on in the episode, we learn about Jerry Colombo. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn about uh Uncle Jerry with his sickness, him formerly being a police officer. Yeah. Uh, and he also had a wife that worked at the printing company where they printed off the labels and everything. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Um, we also see some of his family members being interviewed, like his brother, mm-hmm. um, who also happened to be in on a little bit of stuff. Um, and then we learn about the printing company. Is it Dittler or what is it called? That's close enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We learn about the printing company that makes the pieces and their security measures and everything that they have to go through for these pieces. Um, they interview some more of the winners to get their side of the story. Uh, we learn about St. Jude's receiving uh, an anonymous donation. Um, and then we learn about, like I said, Jerry Colombo. His wife was interviewed, his brother and sister-in-law, his stepdaughter. And then we learn about some of his ties, I guess, to like the mob or something. They didn't really say mob, right? They said some to that. They were effect. making it seem like that. They said some to that effect. Um, and then we also find out that both of the Jerry's are working together. So, um, now that we're learning a bit more, what are your thoughts on it now? Um, uh, I felt like it, it, it moved so fast that it got right into it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to see it this early. Yeah. On especially having six episodes, I thought it'd be like at least further out. Yeah. I'm not surprised though. You know what? 
they made a lot of mistakes in this whole process. So I don't want to say too much. Is that episode three? It's there. A lot of the, a lot of it is them keeping it in the family or yeah. with people that they know. With Italian Americans, which is a huge, huge mistake. So just because your last name is different does not mean you are not related. There are a lot of people who are related with different last names. So that didn't make any sense. Very. Yeah. Um, and then, so it's interesting that this guy, he ends up getting sick, right? Mm-hmm. So him and his wife at the time, they end up, cause they're divorced, of course, they end up moving to Florida. Uh, I believe so. They moved somewhere. She ends up getting a job at the printing company. Right, which you worked at for a very long time. He gets a job at Simon Marketing as head of security. Right. So they work together, but not together. Right. So they show us all these security measures and stuff that they have to go through, these doors, these keypads, and da 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 to, in order to get to these sticker prices and how, like, they have these suitcases mm-hmm. with the pieces in it that are the bigger winners. They have to take it and do all this other stuff with People it. You've got to sign off and sign off on these, uh, like, exactly. all this stuff. Now that we see this, I want to know how he's doing this. Yeah. Because they, by this part. He has to be working with more people at the top. They interviewed the guy that was actually placing the stickers on like, yeah. the product holder, like the fry yeah. containers and the drink, like the cups and everything. Uh-huh. So I don't know if it was just one guy that they trusted to do this, which would make sense because then you have somebody to blame. But yeah. if it's multiple people, somebody can slip you on every now and again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It- and then they were saying like how, of course, they had their security measures. So he would be looking over people's shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. He can see the numbers and stuff that they're punching in. So right. they said he would punch the numbers in and then like yell at people. I guess he's trying to say like, you need to be more careful in a sense kind of thing. Yeah. But at the same time, he's watching. And obviously, he's learning these codes and he's finding a way to do stuff. We just don't know how. And also, you, well, I've seen this for myself, but you also pointed out, you said, how is he doing this? Because it's a two-man security entrance. Yeah. So you need two people to do it. Yeah. And I don't know what his sickness or whatever, uh, because I know a little bit about medical stuff. What's it know, called again? Guillain-Barre? Guillain-Barre. Yeah. I don't know how uh, far along he is or how early did they catch it or did it leave him with any, like, disabilities that long, yeah. long lasting yeah. for him to be able to go to, I don't, or I don't know how close the two stations are to push the codes in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you have to turn a key at the same time. I didn't pay attention to that. I don't know. But so it kind of makes me wonder in my head, is he doing this for the thrill because he's sick? I don't know. And also he's not even getting paid that much. No, he's not. Do they talk about how much they get paid in this episode? Yeah, they said that this is not this is not episode uh, three or anything. This is episode two. Okay. They break down uh, how much the guy's getting paid. And if it is episode three, excuse me, probably the, the beginning of episode three. But I don't mm-hmm. think, but they kind of talk about how much they get paid. And yeah. uh, the security guard, uh, Jerry guy, a.k.a. Uncle Jerry. Yeah. Uh, he, you basically have to pay these people. Right. For the ticket. Right. Once you pay them, they get a split of your money. Jerry gets a payment, Uncle Jerry, and Jerry Colombo gets a payment. Right. So what happens is, but I think it was something to the effect where the person that's getting the ticket has to pay a fee 
to get at, it to get the ticket. Yes, they get the ticket, they get the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colombo collects, but Jerry, uh, Uncle Jerry, has to get his money first. Mm-hmm. All this, all this jazz, and then they split the money. And basically, Jerry Colombo gets like fifty percent. Why don't want that bull? Uh, what I'm confused about is if I'm paying you for the ticket, why am I paying you afterwards? Right. He he don't want like a thirty. Uh, 70 split. Do you know what's kind of stupid? Go ahead. Why am I paying you thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. for a million dollar ticket? Right. You literally have thousands of dollars. Right. Why? It's the point. It's stupid. Yeah. And like, I just thought about that. It's like, why would I give you all this money for a million dollar ticket when after taxes, it's not going to even be a million dollars. And then I got to give you a cut and Jerry. And then I have to pay taxes on it. Or does uncle Jerry split come out of Jerry Colombo split? His split comes out of Jerry Colombo split, but he don't make that much money. Is what I'm saying. Why am I giving you half my winnings? I might as well keep saving my money. Exactly. I'm better off finding a $2,000 ticket and getting all the money and just chilling on that versus a million dollars because so much comes with that. And then they saying people got mobbed. Yeah, I was Yeah. They saying they got mobbed. So it's like, who you going to push up on to get your money? Hmm? Yeah. Who you going to go to to get your That's money? That's true. This ain't no And I want to know how they're getting in contact. So we know some of the members are family members. Yeah. Okay, so we also, like I said, we meet Jerry's brother in this episode. Mm-hmm. Jerry's brother got a $25,000 ticket. His older brother? I don't know. I, I don't know how his, old they are. I thought that was somebody else. That's his brother. Is it? Yeah. It must be old. I think it's his half brother. Might be. Oh, yeah. The guy that's, who's sitting there. That's Uncle Jerry's brother. Yeah. That's his stepbrother. The guy who's acting like he's holier than now, even though he took $25,000. Yeah. Damn, fool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the guy that got the 25000 is Uncle Jerry's. Jerome, I guess that's his real that's his, government name. I think name. it's his stepbrother. It's his stepbrother sure. there. Like, he so said is his like stepbrother a, or half-brother? They're stepbrothers. Step he brothers. said they, okay. they grew up together, and they're like a week apart when yeah. it comes to their birthdays. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy. So... He starts telling a little bit like how Jerry went about this. So when, I guess when he initially brought it up to him and didn't he eventually, he asked, he asked for a million dollar ticket in the beginning and then he gave him a million dollar ticket towards the end. He like flushed it down to whatever. Right. right. That's another episode. But yeah. Oh my bad. Oops. Sorry <laughs> uh, y'all. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and then, okay. So he did cash in that 25,000. Right. I wonder, did he have to give his brother a split of that 25? I'm sure he had to give him something. Maybe not, because that's his brother. But he probably like, oh, 25K, that ain't nothing. Yeah. Um, And so, of course, like I told you his, well, not I told you, but his ex-wife is also on this episode. And she's explaining, uh, she was kind of explaining some of the process as well. She explained yeah. the security process. Yeah, she the one said she the one that uh, broke everything down about how he would stand over people's shoulder and watch them put their codes in and do all mm-hmm. this stuff. And then kind of like get mad at them, yell at them, like, hey, you guys need to be pretty much watching. Oh, they also interviewed some of the workers. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's some, yeah. There's a few older gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I wonder how Jerry and Jerry linked up. Did they say that in the episode? I don't, I don't believe they said it in episode two. 
but I think they alluded to it or gave it up in episode three. So I don't want to talk about it yeah. right now, but it's some I more questions that need to be answered. Though. I know they described their process a little bit, but I don't think they mentioned how they met, though. Yeah. Not in this episode. You're right. I believe so. I don't know if they mentioned it at all. Oh, they mentioned it. Oh, see how bad my memory is? Yeah, we'll, we'll go back. <laughs> um, Okay. But, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This this whole thing is just like you want to kind of give them kudos a little bit for some people might look at this as like robbing the rich and giving to the poor. McDonald's is a billion dollar company, but the way that they're going about it is a crime. It is a crime. So <laughs> the in a sense, you kind of want to feel a little bit bad for people because you like maybe they needed this money or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, it's like I was saying, if you have thousands of dollars or whatever to give to somebody, Mm -hmm. you have more probably than the average person. Most people, they say, don't even have a thousand dollars saved in their account. Yeah. So you have all this money to give to this guy for a winning ticket Mm -hmm. when you could have avoided a life crime. And also, it's not even a one-off payment or a small payment. Oh, yeah, it's payment over time, right? He wants his money and he wants it now. Well, the thing is, okay, so a lot of them, they don't, the payments aren't given to them in a whole anyway. Right. So you get payments over what, 20 years? 20 years. I just feel like it's not worth it. And then don't you notice that a lot of these guys are like older? Yeah. 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 Because. The one guy that's the uh, father-in-law. He's way older. The father-in-law. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Sweat. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That man was sweating They did bullets. interview her dad this episode, right? Yes. It was uh, uh, Jerry Colombo's father-in-law. This is another situation where it's like, okay, so basically in this episode, they also told them that they were going to send them all on this quote unquote they're going to send them all or quote unquote send them all mm-hmm. on this trip to vegas. Uh, vegas for all the winners so they right. wanted to do interviews with all of the winners mm-hmm. and then they were going to send them on this all expense paid trip right mm-hmm. this is another situation where it's like why put yourself in this situation and he's sweating like bullets yes even though the film is old you can look at the film and see him sweating on film yeah why put yourself in that position to have to go through that when you could have just said no? He could have said no, and some time I had went by too, right? And so was, he didn't have yeah. to. He didn't have to partake in that. Yeah. And then, like, if you're a millionaire or you're getting these checks every year, and he's an older gentleman, I'm sure he's getting Social Security as well. I feel like a lot of these people like attention. You can go to Las Vegas yourself. Yeah, a lot of these people, I feel like they like attention or they just lack like a thought process or something because. This is just me. Go ahead. If I was a part of something that was a scheme or whatever, which I would never do, if I was a part of something that was a scheme or something, I'm not getting on camera. Yeah, once I'm done, I'm done. That's just it for me. I'm not answering the phone. My phone number's probably going to be different. Right. Like, I'm not doing any of this extra stuff. Makes sense to me. If everybody else is going to participate, it shouldn't look suspicious for me when I say no. Yeah. Because maybe I just don't want to be on camera. Yeah. Maybe I don't feel comfortable with letting anybody know what I look like because I have money now. 
And they already, most of the time, well, you can opt out in the beginning. Yeah, you can have a lawyer pick it up and like all this other stuff too. But yeah, that wasn't a smart idea. And that's, that was my whole thinking, especially sitting here thinking now. I'm like, dude, if I'm getting my checks every year or whenever they come, yeah, and then I'm an older person. Go to yourself, yeah. You can just get your ass up and go yourself. And then they told them, of course, they were going to put it up on like this big screen and like all this other stuff for everybody else to see and clap for them. Attention seeking. Who gives a damn? I don't care. Clap for me in private. <laughs> uh, the one lady that we seen, her picture was in like the McDonald's Tribune or like on a little piece of poster that's like, I never thought in a million years I would make a million dollars at McDonald's or some bullcrap like lady? that. The one that they interviewed. The friend. The, fr- the friend. Oh, that's so, the next episode. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, I alluded to it. Yeah. And it's on HBO. Yeah. Go watch that. Uh, <laughs> but man, I just, like they put your picture in there. That should be enough. Like, dude, if you want to go be famous, go be famous for something else. Like yeah. winning money is not the thing. Yeah. It's just, I just really, really don't understand how these people put themselves in this position. And like I was saying, I really, really want to know, and we haven't gotten that far yet, exactly how this process went, because this is just crazy. Yeah. Because it's so, everything is so tight. Like how to get to the stuff, how it moves, briefcase, signing, yeah. this person signs. Then this person has to watch this person put it on. Then they have to take these pieces and then shuffle them in the whole little thing. They show yeah. all this in like the first and second episode. Okay. So of course they interviewed Jerry Colombo's brother, sister-in-law, mm-hmm. wife, stepdaughter, stepdaughter. Here's my other question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so either Jerry's dead or he's in jail. Because why is everybody so comfortable talking about this? Yeah. Like, and I mean, they are, like, giving it up. Mm-hmm. Like, stories. Yeah. And if you watch the brother's wife, his sister, like, Jerry's sister-in-law, she looks uncomfortable. Yeah, unless this is just how she is. I think she looks She looks kind of uncomfortable talking <laughs> about it. But I think she wants to be there to support her husband. Mm-hmm. So... She's going to do the story, but I feel like she she looks a little uncomfortable. You might be right. Body yeah. language is everything. Um, so, of course, we still have like our a little bit of comedic stuff in this episode, too. Do you, so did they have them stop at McDonald's? They stopped at Mickey D's and got <laughs> them some large coffees with hella like creamer, creamer and, and sugar. Sheesh, my goodness. I mean, if you're going to put all that creamer in there, what's the point of the sugar? It was like six and ten cream. It was like ten cream. It was crazy. I'm like, damn. They must I have guess. to. They must have to like pour the coffee in there halfway, or pour it at the bottom first, and then fill the rest up with coffee. Because that was a lot of stuff to put in there. That's a lot of creamer and, and I sugar. Didn't, I didn't know you could. Get, I didn't know you could do that at McDonald's. Oh, I don't drink coffee. Me neither. So I don't. Well, I had a little. A little sippy sippy today. A little, little <laughs> that fra- wasn't coffee a little though. Frappa, little frappa latte. But uh, yeah, I didn't know you could do all that extra stuff. I know they got the McCafe, but man, mm-hmm. they put a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, mm, I'm good. So I wonder is that printing company? Do they still use that printing company to this day? And is that process still the same? Because they still run that McDonald's game, right? They run it, but I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe I just haven't been paying attention. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think they put this out there to make people aware that they know? Kinda, kinda. <laughs> like we know that somebody ran this game before, and kinda. so we're gonna be watching closely. I wonder what, what is what has changed since this happened. Yeah, because that's a federal investigation. Yeah, on a freaking 
fast food chain uh, game. Yeah. Well, pill and play, pretty much. Buy, fry, pill and play, win a burger, win a meal. You never know. And then it kind of it kind of makes these other companies look bad. What do you mean? This Simon Marketing and this oh yeah this printing company because it's like how did this happen? And it makes me feel like now I feel like McDonald's will have it in house to where they would make a because McDonald Corp is a very big corporation and I feel like they could make room to just have. Something similar. Printing costs a lot of money, and it's probably costs cheaper. For, it's probably cheaper for them to outsource it than to do it. That's in true. Well, they, you, you might be right. They probably probably. I said Molly. I ain't trying to take no drugs. They probably uh got it going through somebody else now, or they probably using yeah. the same people. You never know. Well, I guess we'll see by the end of the series. But I'm just curious as to what's changed since this has happened. Yeah, this is crazy. And did I forget about the? the you say something about the St. Jude's thing. I have not, no. Okay. Yeah, because that threw me through a loop, too. So uh, they mail, somebody anonymously mails. Let's hear this. Go ahead. A $1 million piece mm-hmm. to St. Jude's. Right. Did they show it at first in the first episode? They, yeah. So they're like, they do this whole press conference and everything. We're like, mm-hmm. we don't know who mailed this in. God bless you, whoever did. Yeah. Uh, of course, Okay, so McDonald's wasn't sure about this process, so they found a way to give them money, right? The person? St. Jude's. They found a way to... nobody uh, officially claimed it, actually. Right, because they're on the list of the people, of the people or person, however you want to look at it, as a winner of the million-dollar Monopoly game at McDonald's. Why? I don't know, because... No, no, no. Why mail it? I don't know. Trying to make yourself feel better? Hopefully we can figure that out, too. (laughs) But I think we both kind of got an idea of how that happened. Yeah. But, yeah. It's one of those things. You know what? You know what's funny? This is a sidebar. Mm-hmm. My pastor used to always tell me. What he used to he tell He used you? to say, Sean. And I say, what, pastor? And he say, you need to pay your tithes. I say, pastor, I'm trying. He say, you know what? Even the mob pay their tithes. Or do the mob have tithes? He said they even pay their tithes. He said that they will. You didn't try. catch my joke. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my props. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. I wish I would have thought of it. <laughs> but he said they were used to send like people or something like that to pay like they'll donate money to churches and all types of stuff. And I don't know. If That's not a good way to tell somebody to pay their tithes. <laughs> I don't know, but but he was just serious saying like, yeah, like. Pay your pay your tithes. Like you wonder why even people out here that's doing crime being good graces. You want to know why they mail that piece in? Go ahead to sue their guilt. That's all that was. Well, it's like when you have all these pieces of all. Because let's 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 be honest. As of right now, when we watch the episode, they're only going after people after the people that really want like the million dollar pieces. Mm-hmm. They're not going after the people we only know about. Or the if they did, we haven't seen that right aspect of it as, as of yet. We mm-hmm. only know about the one, the step brother that's uh, Uncle Jerry's brother that won the twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So it's a uh, accumulation of the this twenty four million dollars plus or whatever close to twenty four million dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. And this guy Jerry is greedy. Why would she also win a publisher's clearinghouse? For what? He, he, man, hey. And then Gray M&M's? 
He was he was just into that stuff. Get a job. He was just into that stuff. <laughs> My God. I ain't never heard of no uh I've never Eminem. heard of that. He must have really been into it. That's what I'm saying because, like I was telling you in the beginning, I didn't even know there was a board for Monopoly. A million dollars for a gray Eminem? Who do you even turn that into? It's some Willy Wonka shit. Huh? Huh? How they know that you didn't spray the Eminem gray? I don't know, but the same way that they know about the tickets is if they write on it. But at the and same, and that's how they can tell if it's real. Yo, who the hell do you turn a gray Eminem into? I don't know. Maybe mail it in. And then it was wrapped in aluminum foil. Yeah, I said aluminum foil. Well, you know, that would make no sense for them to mail it in, though, because of the milk. Exactly. So who do you turn a gray M&M into? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Huh. It was it was, a, it was a lot of uh, stuff going on in these, these first two episodes. And it just kind of makes you think, like, why put yourself through that? Why? Why? It's just so much to have to worry about and then it's crazy because it's like i was saying like these people don't even know the fbi is watching you so that's mm-hmm. even scarier and it's crazy because like you said with the first episode with the hoover guys like people always thought they phones being tapped and everything like that they were literally tapping his phone he did not know he thought that he was a looking probably looking as a regular joe schmo mm-hmm. and they was on his ass yeah that's yeah. It's just crazy, and they'll watch you for a while. They'll just let just build your case up against you. Yeah, yeah. People don't think about stuff like that. Don't be out here stealing. Just just get it honest. That's the yeah. only way to do it. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's it for this week. Yep. Uh, what do you think about it overall? So overall, far? overall, so far, I like it because you know why? Mm-hmm. Doug's corny, and I'm corny. I wouldn't call Doug corny. Well, he's kind of corny. Yeah. I I like that he has. A personality. He kind of brings a personality to it. But what I also like is I like mystery. Yeah, and I think so. That, I'm looking forward to figuring out how this wraps up. I think for them, as, as well as the people that's watching, but actually being a part of it is crazy. But I think it came from left field. It's like one of those things mm-hmm. that's like you stumble upon, you like, what the F? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, now that this is really something now. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought it was something small and turned into something big. Yeah. I'm excited mm-hmm. I am too. to watch the, what, three, four, five, and six. I don't think six is available. It ain't? Not that I saw. Well, I'm excited to watch the rest of the episodes. Yeah. So we'll be back with uh, part two next week? Uh, I guess we got to. Yeah. <laughs> what y'all really want? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we'll be back with a it's part right two. right here with us. <laughs> Sounds y'all want to hear. They didn't All actually right. hear you sing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... This is it for this week of What's the Plot. If you have any suggestions, any news, anything going on that you want to keep us up on, that you want us to mention, make sure you hit that email at whatistheplot at Mm -hmm. gmail.com. It'll be in the description along with the other links for the other news that we mentioned in this episode. Or if you have any thoughts on how we do things, any recommendations, you can also send us that. Be nice. (laughs) Um, But email uh, us at our Gmail as well. Yes. And we'll see you guys next week. Remember, any suggestions in that email, any news in that email, anything else? Nope. All right. That's What's the Plot. See you guys later. All right. All right.